Welcome to Christian International's Teaching of the Week, a podcast where we dive into the best handpicked lessons from Christian International's vast library of sermons, lessons, and conferences. I just really want to get into where we're at and what's going on. Now, tonight we're having this third big debate in the midst of when we're gathering here to worship. And I think we're better off gathering here to worship. (laughs) It's been an interesting year, but I do want to remind you that I've written this in several books. It's in this new book that is brand new that I'll show you in a moment. But in May, on May 31st, 2008, we were at Liberty Park in New Jersey. We were opening up the gates for glory to come in and eight, and it was really an awesome time because people would come into this nation through Ellis Island, and then we would, they would come up through the train station, and they would usually go up to Newark or New York. And so we rented the train station. We had about 2,000 people there, and it was really the purpose was to open up the gates again and decree what this nation had been made of, that the glory that was residence in it would come alive again. And so when we were there, we got there, we started worship, and all of a sudden, God fell on me. I mean, it was one of those divine meetings that you would not have planned, and especially at that time when you were supposed to be the speaker of what was going on. God fell on me. He, he lifted me up. He showed me our, my own bloodline and how it came into this nation and where the glory of God confronted it. And then he caught me into the future and he showed me two of my children who the enemy was going to try to kill in the next seven years. It's really interesting to be seeing that and the Lord then would bring me back into time. And he, and he would say to me, if you'll pray now, you will begin to change the course of what the enemy plans. I mean, it was just bizarre. It was just an amazing time. And this just went on. It went on for, for four hours, constant. He showed me every state in America. He showed me what states were in covenant, what states were not in covenant with him. There were only 21 states in covenant. Two states were hanging in the balance. And this was in 2008, May 2008. And then he showed me that any state could form a root of covenant. But he showed me the roots of covenant in our nation and how they could be. Some were corroded. Some had decayed. Others were vibrant. Florida was one of the states that hung in the balance. I've shared that here before. And I still think it is probably one of our key states to pray through. If you, if you could choose a couple of states to pray through at this time, this would be one of the key states for the next three years, so to speak. Then he showed me something interesting. He showed me it looked like gold, fiery castle structures down in the earth that went five layers down into the earth. And in these castle structures, it looked like they were on fire. And then I saw in every state had this triumphant people beginning to gather and move. Now, remember, I'd been a part of the prayer movement 
for years. And in that prayer movement, we had gathered. Dutch Sheets and I had visited every state. But this was different. I said, Lord, what is this? And he said, it's the triumphant reserve that I will call together. Now, I was seven years ahead in time. So now we're in that eighth year of the new beginning of that triumphant reserve coming forth. Look at somebody next to you and say, that's you. Now, it was amazing. And then he would take me back and he showed me how these, this triumphant reserve would come into these fiery castles and they would go in in one dimension of glory and they would come out seven times brighter. And I said, Lord, what are those? And he said, those are freedom outposts. Those are the places which would become the apostolic centers for the future that we've taught on. I've written a book on it. If you don't have that, you need that book on apostolic centers. Robert Heider and I went back and shared the centers in history and what they look like and now how God is raising them up again. And then I saw iniquitous thrones. Not every state had apostolic centers within it, but all states had iniquitous thrones that were strong and ancient and had built up through the years. And so it was quite a dramatic, dramatic visitation from the Lord. I, have, I went back and recorded it. I drew pictures of what every state looked like. I went through what God had showed me. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, right there on that day, I said, how will we as America make this next shift? And I was willing for him to say, you won't make the next shift. Because, you know, prophets don't really, we're not the people that, we're the people that are his voice. We're not the people that just have a desire that wants something to happen. And if he said we wouldn't shift, I would say we wouldn't shift. But he said, my people, now let me tell you exactly what was said, and I've written this. My people, this was on May 31st, 2008, must learn to play the trump card. Now, that was an interesting statement that I had no idea that Mr. Trump would now be in the front page of the news. Here's what I want to say. My people must learn to play the Trump card. And with that, he said, lest in eight years they are ruled by a Jezebel force that has the appearance of Athaliah. Now, I wrote it down. I've shared it. I've written it. Now, it's not that we're supposed to go vote for Mr. Trump. That's not what I'm saying here. But what he did show me was that we as his people would have to become a kingdom people in such a way that we started addressing the issues that had to be addressed. Now, with Mr. Trump's mouth, he's just addressed every issue. I'm a card, I grew up playing cards. My dad had me at all night gambling things during, by the time I was five years old. So I know the power of playing the Trump card. 
That means you time things perfectly, and when you lay down that trump card, nothing your opponent can do can put an upper hand over it. Now, God is bringing his people this year into a play, and that's why I realized that even though Mr. Trump is addressing all the issues, he's not really playing the trump card at times, where you just wait and say, wait, here we go. Now, that was what God said we were to do. Now, you look at the person on each side and say, you're about to become more shrewd than you've ever become. (laughs) We're going to become more shrewd We're going to be very careful when we speak and what we speak in days ahead. And this year is the key for this shift to begin to manifest in us. So tell somebody you are in for an exciting change ahead. Now, I I love what Gail was saying when he was up here prophesying because I really felt like he was prophesying the year ahead, what we were doing, what was happening. I mean, the prophecies tonight were just tremendous. And so let me show you really what things look like as we move into this season ahead. Now, we're in critical times, so I think we all know that. Those are exciting times. They're, they're changing times. But they require us to think critically. We cannot continue to think like we did in the last season. Now, you look at a ministry like this that has sustained 50 years of shifting and 30 years of gathering. Now, that's amazing when you see the wineskin shifts this ministry has taken. But, and we're all connected with it or we wouldn't be here. And people on the web that are watching and people that will hear these CDs. We're connected into this changing structure that God has created. Now, with that, we represent one of the key giftings of the body called prophets and people who prophesy. And so we have, during these years, made great changes, and yet most of us, in the midst of all these years, have kept prophesying. And I'm sure many of you have gone through a lot in saying what God is saying. But we've kept saying it. But now this year, what happens as we go into the year ahead, a new wineskin has now developed for a new move of God. We're in a new move of God. It's not the same as what we've been in. It, it, we won't be operating with the same methodia we've operated in the past. We'll have different methods and different expressions and diversities of operations in our gifting. And so, really, we have now entered a kingdom move that bishops started prophesying about years ago. We're now in this kingdom move. It's not a church move. 
It's a kingdom move. We're, we're part of a corporate expression. We're not part of just one house. We're able to move in and out of and even form a house upon a moment's notice. And so see, we're a people that are changing. Thank you so much for joining us for this edition of the Teaching of the Week. We wanted to take a quick moment to invite you to a conference that we have coming up here in October, and that is our 2017 International Gathering of Apostles and Prophets. It's going to be a wonderful time of celebrating Christian International's 50 years in ministry, but it's not just about celebrating the last 50 years, but it's about God coming and giving us tools and keys to equip us and those connected with us for the next 50 years years of seeing God's kingdom brought down to earth. So the dates on that are October 16th to the 19th. We have amazing speakers, including Bishop Bill Hammond, Jane Hammond, and Dr. Chuck Pierce is also going to be joining us, along with many, many speakers from all over the world. So we invite you to come and be a part of this. It's going to be an amazing time of celebration. For more information, you can visit www.christianinternational.com. Now, this year looks very interesting because over these last eight years, the winds of change have been blowing. Now, because the winds of change have been blowing so strongly, the heavens have been shifting. The winds of change have been stirring greatly. Many are now in the greatest transition we have ever known. That means things are ending. Transition has three phases. You die. You go into confusion in the second phase. And then the third phase, you come out into a new place. Tell somebody I'm moving toward the third phase. But now nations are in this valley of decision. The nations are realigning. It's not as they were when this prophetic ministry started and began. But in the midst of all this, the heavens, as it says in Psalms 19, are declaring the glory of God. And it says his word is going out on lines around the earth. Now, I want you to just lift your hand and say, send that word here. See, God is sending his words of change out. And so this shift now of how the winds have been stirring in heaven, now all of a sudden the heavens have shifted. You say, now, what do you mean the heavens have shifted? They're not the same as they were. There's been a shift in the heavenly realms. All three realms have shifted. And so with that, the Bible even says this in Psalms 102 and in Hebrews chapter 1. And really, God is saying Hebrews right now to we as his children in the earth. He says the heavens, he become old and he takes them off like an old garment. And so what's happened is God has removed the last garment that's been in the heavenly atmosphere that we've been walking in. That means we're able to see things differently, move differently, 
move in a grace dimension we've never moved in before, but the atmospheres have realigned and changed greatly. And so we're watching to see what's happening. Now with that, Chad, just go ahead with me. Let's thank God for Chad Foxworth who travels with me. Do you know when I was down here 10 years ago, his mother was sitting over here and she came and she said, my son is in Dallas and he is messed up. Would you go deal with him? I said, well, sure. I mean, I've got kids one of them's always messed up. I've got so many, you know, if they're all good on one day, we circle that. That's a holiday. <laughs> I said, one more doesn't matter to me. So I actually went back home, called him. I said, your mother was in, I was in Florida. I told him who I was. Your mother told me you're messed up. You need to come see me. I did what she told me. But from then on, he came. And then we were here, the next year, he was here. And so she said, would you take him to the airport with you? And I thought, you know, God just keeps giving me this kid. And then he came to work with, for me, and he started traveling with me because everybody else got married, and he was the only single one left. And so he started traveling, and for eight years, we t went all over the world looking for him a wife. I mean, now I travel 250,000 miles a year, and he has been with me the last eight years traveling. And finally, in October, this time last year, this has been about a year ago, he decided to go across to the pub by his, by his apartment to eat. And he met this girl who was from the family, who, who was the daughter of the family that had been in our church the longest. And before no, you knew it, they were married in April. Let's thank God for that. The problem was, I thought of all that money I spent looking for him a wife, and there she was all along. So all I want to say is, just open your eyes. There's probably a blessing waiting right next door to you. Now, and so here we are. But he did get his life right. Let's thank God for that. It's been awesome. Now, let me show you what the year looks like. Gail prophesied this. This is the sword of the Lord moving across the earth. That's the easiest way to understand this year. It's like heaven is bringing down this sword. Things are going to start separating. Things are going to start getting cut away in a new way. Go ahead, Chad, move. And in, the, in it, see, in seven in Hebrew, and it doesn't matter which calendar you're on, you're going to be in seven, it is the sword year. Our covenant is in Hebrew, so we want to see what Hebraically it looks like. So this is the year of the sword. You know, Gail's up here prophesying warfare. I did not prophesy that. That was Gail. But we must know this is a year of great warfare, both naturally and spiritually. Now, with that, and let's move forward. Now, with that, it, it's something about this, this that is different this year that we need to add to it because Zion it's last year was this Vav. 
the pointed end of the sword, and we staked everything we could stake last year. I mean, we staked houses, we staked malls, we staked nations, cities, bathrooms, everywhere we could stake, we staked. Because it meant last year you were staking claim on your future. But this year, in the midst of it, the thing with this letter, not only is it a sword, but it has a crown on it. So that has great significance for us as we go into the year ahead. It creates an expectation in us because in the midst of it, this is a year of new coronation. It's a year of crowning. In other words, that baby that came forth. There's a crowning of things coming forth. It's a year of new authority. And so it becomes very, very important. This is a better way of looking at the picture as we move forward. It's really the year of the ruling sword. And because we're in a season of 70, and because this is the 7th, 100th century, that we're in, we have never been in this place. It, it's been a thousand years that we have been exactly in this place that we are now in. It becomes one of the most intense. And right now, even as we stand here, one of the things I love about this gathering, it's biblical because the Lord told us to gather during Feast of Tabernacles. And so here we are. It's biblical. It's not, you don't have to do ritual. You don't have to try to force things religiously. But those who hear by the Spirit move by the Spirit. And so here we are, a prophetic company on five seven everybody say seven 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 here we are gathered and that says at this 70 season which means God is watching tonight is one of the we don't know anybody else that anybody else in America is having a kingdom gathering like this so God is watching that's what 70 means it means his eye is upon us it means we're at the crossroad of movement it means that now his sword is coming down at the crossroad, so we are making our shift one way or the other right now. Now you understand the debate that's going on. We are actually, as a nation right now, at the crossroad of decision. 70 is different from 10 in our calendar. 10 means testimony, but 70 means that you are coming out of a captivity that has been held in your bloodline. And if you allow the sword to come down this year, that, ca that captivity is fully broken. So see, prophetically, when you pray, when you prophesy, you know that when you're praying or prophesying, you're at that moment where things must shift.
It's different than it's ever been before. I like the jackpot word, though. That was real good. Turn to somebody and say, it's a jackpot year. Now, this is actually what it means. And here we are at this 30th year of gathering. It's a time with the crown on the sword and us being at the crossroad where a new well is now being penetrated from heaven to earth because 70 is about a new well bubbling up, not last season's move of God. So it actually means this is the time to bring to a triumphant conclusion what you have been warring through in the past season. So even though it's a great year of warfare, the warfare that we're in produces triumph. Let's shout and thank God for that. Now, Bishop wrote a book called God's World War III. It is an excellent book. I was, I was blessed to be able to read it and to even send him a forward for it. But this book came out in September, and it's probably, along with Bishop's book, the key book because it takes us into a key book for us to have because it takes us into the next 10 years through 1926. And so it's very important that we understand that we have entered the next 10 years where we triumph in days ahead. And so it's a triumphant season. Say, this is sounding pretty good so far. But it's where we must present to the Lord the crown you've been warring for. See, I look back at these last eight years. I look at both of those children that the enemy tried to take out, each one. And I watch how God shifted it, both of them. And now I'm saying, Lord, this year, bring it into triumph. Bring them into triumph. Bring this nation into triumph. The word triumph actually means learning to play the trump card. That's what it means when you study the word. It means that the enemy has a plan, but God has a greater plan through you. And we're going to enter into that. So I was, I was thumbing back through this book after it came out and about Russia. Everything in God showed me in 1986 in 10-year increments is now manifesting. So it becomes very, very important. And I, I also th remember the only other time I actually remember coming during the October gathering was when I wrote Future War of the Church, and it came out here. This was the first place that it came out. And so now we are 20 years later, and here we are seeing triumph begin to manifest. Now, let's look at this as we go forward so we understand what we're expecting. This is a time year. When I say that, I mean it's one of those intersections in time. 
It's the word pliero. It means there's a summing up going on. The bowls are filling up. They dump over on you. They pour out in front of you. You should be expecting certain things you've prayed for in the last season, certain things grandma prayed for and great-grandma prayed for. You should be expecting that to dump out. Jim and Judy, I saw Jim. When he walked up and saw me, Jim, the Lord said, you need to expect miracles this year. You need, there's a new anointing of miracles coming to your ministry. And the Lord says, you're not going to think about it. You're just going to speak it. And it's going to begin to form. You'll see things form before your eyes. I saw when you were speaking, all of a sudden, eyes that were clouded became clear. So the Lord says, this is a great year where he's summing up things that we've been praying for. So you need to go back and look and say, what did we ask the Lord here and here and here and here? Because this year there is a summing up. Now here's something else for us to look at. This is really because the heavens have shifted. This is what it looks like this year, and this makes you understand what Gail was prophesying. There's a sword that comes cutting down through the heavens. Now, Sharon is over here, and I remember when we were going to Nigeria once, Marty and Brian and I, we flew through London, and we looked out, and we were in the club there, and we saw a sword hanging over London, and the Lord brought us back through. We had a gathering, and the Lord said very clearly, you can teach anything you want, but you're going to tell them in 40 days, the sword that is hanging over them will come down. And they must determine who's going to control the handle. Now, I want to say to you, there are the sword of the Lord is coming down. And the enemy is going to try to grab hold of what God is bringing down and try to dull its edge. And the Lord is saying, We are a people that are going to pull this sword. The words that have been spoken in the past are forming the sword. We're going to pull this sword into place and one word we're going to loose coming out of our mouths and things are going to change immediately. It's going to be a different year. And I want to show you what this means to God's prophetic people this year, which is so important for us. As we move forward. Now, here's what the real war has been. Right now, and everybody say now. We are clearing the way for our future. God is bringing down revelation, and that's what we're going to lose at the end tonight. A spirit of revelation that causes us to be able to cut loose things that's blocking us from advancing and seeing the way to go. The real war has been our identity. Who are we for the next season? Will we keep looking like the blueprint of the world? Will we be authentic in the world today? A lot of people say, well, the church needs to become more relative to the world. The church doesn't ever need to become relative in the world. It needs to become authentic in the world where we do certain things And let me tell you something, they know the God of Israel is backing what you're doing.
and that his son is real. And doesn't matter where you do them, you need to be ready at all times to be who you are. This is what this year is about. Here's another thing. Now, this is really what's going to happen this year. There is a new identity coming, and I want to develop this through the end of us being together tonight with a new level of prophetic ministry. The prophets are changing this year greatly. We will not be the same. We will not look the same. We won't sound the same. We'll say a word and things will happen. Now, let's look at this and let's look at this season of the sword. Here's ten issues. You don't have to try to write all this down. Just let me say it to us. The easiest way to understand the year we are celebrating right now at Feast of Tabernacles, which really we won't come into the crossing over of it till around Passover in April. That's why the Watchman Conference has always been so important to have. This is a prophet's year. It's a prophet's year in an apostolic season. Now, we've never been able to really say something quite like this because Ion 70 also means apostolic. I, I wanna, I'm looking forward to reading Tom's book, The Apostolic Mandate. It, it's the same word used with sending. And so this season we're in is an apostolic season. It's how the apostolic is maturing. Peter, Bishop, all of those forerunners have been trumpeting the apostolic. This season we're in, the next apostolic rule is developed. But this is the prophet's year in this apostolic season. That's why I felt God just sovereignly honored me by allowing me to come and be with you. Now, Gail prophesied this, but it's important to understand this is a year of arms and weapons. In other words, God changes the way we operate with our armor. Just like he did between Saul and David era, where Saul had one suit David used a whole different method. So the way we operate in our armor changes. You will also see weapons released worldwide this year. We must watch and see when weapons are launched or when threats are being launched. We as God's kingdom have a responsibility to take a stand and determine whether the war is this way or that way. God is putting that in our hands this year as we move forward. And so we must gird ourselves in a new way. Here's another thing. Seven is always linked with women biblically and the abuse that has come against them. This year... The abuse of women takes a shift. <laughs> women are going to have a great identity in who they are. 
the abuse that comes toward them will be publicly displayed. Now, I've been saying this now for about, for several weeks now. Now, the first time I shared this, I brought a group up from Houston, and I decreed, Houston will now change, and the sex trafficking that's going through it will shift. Within an hour, the top sex trafficker in America got off the plane in Houston. We laid hands on them. We prophesied over them. That was in Denton in Corinth. In an hour, the plane landed. He got off, and he was apprehended right there in Houston. Now, I'm telling you, that's the type of movement we're going to start seeing happen. You're going to pray a thing, and it's going to happen. But we have to understand with seven, lots of seduction. That's what makes this year the Jezebel year. And we're not talking about women either. We're talking about those who are aligned to seduce us off the path. Like Jezebel and Ahab were. That was a witchcraft ruling power that knew how to cause demons to manifest in such a way that even God's elect ran. That's what the year looks like. We will see demons we've never seen before. We'll look at them and say, now wait a minute, here's a choice. One of us have to go. And you need to start rehearsing before the mirror. It's not me. It's not me. It's not me. Just stand there in your mirror and say, when I run into you, I ain't budging. I'm not budging. And then all the demons around you are going to start leaving because you're addressing them right there. Now, it becomes very important. This is a year of great confrontations. You'll see them publicly. And they won't be, it's not like fighting or debating it's where we're going to have one word of wisdom or one word of revelation. Those are two different dynamics where we speak and things have to back off. God's doing something with us. He's causing us to know what to say and what to do. It's going to be a time where the word about the mulberry trees, the wind blowing, what that actually means is what tried to take you out in one season is now you're going to hear the strategy and when it comes back around this season, you're taking it out. That's exactly what it means. So we say, Lord, let us hear the wind and the mulberry trees. Those are angelic forces that are mustering and you're going to be able to hear them in your atmosphere because the atmosphere has changed. We are entering a year, and I think this was also prophesied. That's why coming to a gathering like this is so important for us. It's a year of exclamation. It's a loud year. It's not one of those quiet well, it's just between me and the Lord. It is a loud year this year. Things all around you are going to be in commotion. And in the midst of your commotion, you're going to be able to just call for the sword to come down and cut through it. Don't let the enemy cause you to, to 
try to swing at a curveball that you can't hit. That's the easiest way to also see it. You wait till you know what to say. You don't say it. You don't get pulled in to that big argument that you would normally get pulled into. You just wait for God to say it. Now, here's another thing that's very important this year. And I started prophesying. I prophesied this several years ago. We had one lady that heard the prophecy, got in it, and made over $200,000. But this is a year of gold. Seven is linked with gold and the manifestation of the brightness and radiance and the favor that rests upon God people. Currencies will start changing worldwide this year. Therefore, we must, as God's people, have a levy in the wealth of the kingdom. We've talked about transference of wealth. It's coming in different ways this year. Do not be afraid to go in. The, the Lord said it this way. You can't go get the strong man's, all of his spoils without binding him. Don't be afraid to get the strong man bound up. Another way of looking at that, you get him bound up and you're going to get back double what he took from you. You're going to get back four times what he took from you. You're going to get back seven times what deviated and went in a wrong way. So this is a real year of gold manifesting. If you are in a service and gold starts manifesting, get in it. Now get in it. Move in it. How many of you have ever been in those services? Some of us in here. Where gold starts manifesting. Don't start trying to figure it out. Just get in it. We were in one service in Chicago, outside of Chicago, several years ago. And in that, uh, it was worship. It was a worship service. The worship was just incredible. Joey McFadder was there. Robert Stearns. All of a sudden, the gold started manifesting in that service. It looked like a snowstorm. We have this on tape. And what would happen when the go would land on people? I mean, it looked like a snowstorm. Some people got down, tried to get under their seat. The manifestation of God affects us. And this gold, this glory dimension would come down. When it would land on us, it would immediately be soaked into our bodies. And the Lord said, that's how dry my people are. See, let God do a work around you. Another time, we were the first group that they allowed to go back into Puswali, Pudioli in the Bible, down underneath where the Christians were mostly martyred. Christians would be underneath, the animals on the second level, and then there was the Colosseum. And so they allowed us to go down. Now they've restored that place now, and you can go down there in Italy. You find this in Acts 28, I think. And when we went down under, we felt like it would be sorrow and just imagining what they went through. More Christians were martyred there than anywhere else. They would come from Rome for vacation. When we went down under there, the Spirit of God was so strong. And we started to take communion. Go so manifested. We have this on tape. My black shoes 
were covered with gold. The glory of God that was in that place was beyond. The Lord said this, you will not wear those shoes out. You leave them here as a memorial for me. Now, I'm saying something here tonight. We are starting a season where every time you hit this place, you want to leave that memorial. You don't want to just be giving offerings this year. Right now, you should be thinking, what memorial offering can I leave tonight? Do you know what God does with that? He remembers it all year long. When you give in at a memorial time of his feast, and he says this in Numbers 10, he remembers it. It's all through the word of God. He, he remembers this, and then when you need to call on it, he comes down and he brings you the supply of it. And all I could figure out were those Christians would give their life as a memorial, and in the midst of it, the glory was so strong God came down. Now, here's something else. It's a year of separating wheat and chaff. Some of you have been trying to straighten out the kingdom for a long time. This year, God straightens out a lot. He starts separating wheat from chaff. Some we've not been able to discern, and that's why he said, let them grow up together. Don't try to change things. Don't try to pull things out. This year, God starts separating out. The nations, now hear me. When he caught me up, he showed me 153 nations that would, for a season, align with Israel. God starts separating out. We'll know the goat nations. We'll know what's happening with them. Now, I, that's why I so noticed the name of the, the place, the name change here. Because this, when in a year of seven, new vision comes. Write the vision, make it, make it clear. It's a year that all of a sudden, I love the river song, Dean. I mean, it was awesome. Because we flow out of our boundaries, we can't stay in the same boundaries we've been in. God changes them. We flow out of them. Things began to happen. It's like the wine is pressed and juice starts coming. You've been pressed. Look at somebody and say, you're going to start running loose. I mean, you've been being pressed. People are going to come to you and say, I need a drink of you. There's something about you. Tell me what it is. Pour me a drink of what you've got. Now listen to me, people. We need to be good wine this year. We need to have people coming to us this year saying, what is that that you've been drinking? What is that that you're giving out? We do not need to look like we did last year. Tell somebody, this is going to be a good year for you. Someone in Thailand sent me this shirt. I pulled it out of the packet. I said, I, it is the place I can wear this shirt. And what it said to me when I opened that package up, there's a new mission. There's a garment for a new mission. You'll go into places you haven't gone into before because you couldn't see how to get there. 
The Lord says you're going to look different. You're, go, you're about to wear an identity you've never worn. Now, let me end by saying this. Turn with me to 1 Kings 19. This year, there's lots of fulfillment. But this is actually how it looks like. Now, this is a year to prosper. Seven is linked with prosperity. Look at somebody and say jackpot. Now, I mean, it's filled with gold, abundance, fullness, sustenance. Zebulun, the tribe of Zebulun is a Zion word. That means we're going to create new trade routes. It means, and when you study Zebulun, they weren't even connected to the sea, but all of a sudden, through the history of Israel, Things expanded in their boundaries and they ended up connected all the way from the Sea of Galilee to the Sea of Mediterranean. They formed trade routes. This year we're forming new trade. We're creating wealth. Everybody say creating wealth. We're not just living off of what we've had. You're going to look at something and you're going to see how to use it in a new way. It's going to be a very efficient year for us. You'll look at your facilities and say, how do we use those in a new way? You'll look at your wardrobe and some of you will be so creative, you might design the next new thing. Now, hear me. Put your hand on your head and say, jar, jar something loose. Ask, pray for somebody next to you right now. Ask God for new strategies of prosperity. Now listen, just go back and see how you've prospered and then let it roll into something new. Make you a garment of how you've prospered in the past and let it be Joseph's garment for the future. Thank God I can say things here in a prophetic group and you can figure them out. Now, this is what I want to end with. I've already shown you this once. There is a new identity in the prophets. It's key. Now here, and when you see fulfillment, the easiest pattern, thanks Chad for helping me, to understand this year is Elijah and what he had to go through. Elijah could have not finished well. He went through all this major three and a half years of intercession and confrontation. Now think about some of you. Intercession, confrontation, standing against all of Jezebel's, pulling what knew was in heaven down into the earth realm. He interceded. See, a good watchman sees what's in heaven and pulls it down. He pulled it down into the earth realm and then ran faster than, how, than his enemies could run and secured the gate until Jezebel said to him, because of what you did to my prophets, worse will happen to you tomorrow. And what happened to him is a very interesting Hebraic word when you look at it. All of a sudden, it says he saw the words she spoke. 
he saw the demon forces aligned with those words. He saw, see, the word is a sword. So if you think the enemy won't spew this year, just get ready. But that's why you're going to have to rehearse your stance. Now hear me. Because he saw the demon forces behind her words and he fled. The Lord said, what are you doing? He said, I want to die. Well, he really didn't want to die. If he wanted to die, he wouldn't have fled. He'd have let her kill him. He wanted to not die and be protected and recognized for what he had done to get to that place. Don't want recognition from everything you've done in the past. Let God bring the recognition he's bringing today. Let him bring to you a new plaque. Let him bring to you someone who doesn't know you that says you're incredible. See, I I look at Peter and he never clamored for recognition. God recognized him. One of the most influential people in the whole world, in the whole body of Christ. Now, in this, the Lord said to him, the way we're going to shift here, now that you've been knocked out of your position, the way we're going to shift here is, I'm going to give you the strategy to finish what I sent you to do. Now look at somebody and say, you need to finish well this year one way or the other. Even if you have made bad mistakes in the past, even if you've shifted and left and done things you shouldn't have done, this year it's like a supernatural portal of grace coming down. This sword has this grace ability to go right down through your head, separate out what you did wrong all in a moment, and then give you the strategy to multiply again. The Lord gave him seven more years. The Lord spoke to him and said, you're going to have to do three things. You find it right here in this chapter. He said, I'm going to have you, in verse 16, you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, over Israel. Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Meholah, you shall anoint as a prophet in your place. It shall be whoever escapes the sword of one. And he said, first of all, you're going to anoint Haziel. Haziel was a wicked person in Damascus. Now, this is what I want to say tonight. Prophets, we are shifting. God's going to have us move in an incredible anointing. Some of who he chooses are not who we would choose. He actually anointed or Elijah, Elisha received his mantle. Elisha went forth with the other two. But let me tell you, like Haziel, when Haziel heard that the prophet Elisha 
was in his town, he stopped and said, whoa, wait a minute. This guy's got a reputation. This guy we should kill, but we really want to hear what he has to say. Let me say to you, this year, you're going to be sought after for really what you have to say. So the Lord says, listen intently. And don't just spout off. We've already been seeing that for the last year. Listen intently. And so Elisha faces Haziel. His servant gives him a word. What's going to happen? Because he tells him what's going to happen to the king he's under. This year you're going to see so many key people in rule, that are in ruling places removed. The king he's under sick, and Elisha said he's not going to die from that sickness. Yet he knew he was going to die. Now hear me, prophets. It's a different year of how we express ourselves. How we ex- don't explain too much this year. Are you going to dull the edge of the sword? Haziel, the fear of God, saw him. He saw God backing him. Listen, this year we gain a favor like we've never had before. You're going to pray one prayer and things are going to happen. And all of a sudden, even those wicked, crazy people around you are going to say, they prayed that and it happened. Then there's Jehu, mad, crazy, wild, coup-oriented. Lots of coups this year, Nigeria. Lots of coups, America. We went back to that same place three weeks ago, four weeks ago at Liberty Park, and There were people from the Carolinas there because they tried to have all 13 colonies there. And the Lord said, you call the Carolinas up because they're going to go into rioting next week. You tell them that. You tell them publicly. You tell them that they're going into rioting next week. Then you tell them an adverse wind is coming to hit them in such a way that uncovers the real structure that keeps them from aligning with me and experiencing a move of God across those two states. Now, hear what I'm saying to us. We're going to start praying in new ways, but we're not going to say until God says say. This year, there's words that are timed. And the prophets this year become the sword of the season. The gatherings here become very, very important. The gatherings in any prophetic house becomes very key. And there are not a lot of prophetic houses out there. One of the things that I have skills apostolically to do things, but what I've always protected is the prophetic anointing to make sure that I say beyond what I understand. Hear me. 
We are coming into a new season. Louisiana, you need to understand that there is an awakening at your door, but that means darkness is going to stand even stronger. So the Lord says, by February through April, you must know that you are overturning dark structures that would stop a move of God that creates an incredible awakening even throughout all of the land in the French people. It becomes interesting this year what begins to happen with all of us. Your bloodline, you're going to have dreams during the night over what your bloodline really looks like. And you're going to wake up and say, I know now how Grandpa got ensnared. I know now what I have to overturn. Lord, bring the sword down to it. Bring the sword down so three generations ahead starts prospering in new ways. You'll see dreams. Record your dreams this year. I had one just two weeks ago. Just, I think it was, I was sharing with Chad. I think it was last week where I saw how my dad got entrapped. The structure, the baptism of evil that came into him. And the devil knew that I saw it. See, all of a sudden you're going to start seeing things you've never seen before. And don't think you're any crazier than what you already are. I mean, it's not, don't get messed up in all that. Just write them down and say, I'm not sure what this means. Lord, show me. Lord, show me. Lord, show me. And then all of a sudden, you're going to start seeing a manifestation of things. This is not a practical year, people. Pastors don't do all that practical stuff that you end up doing. That's not what this year is about. You can do that maybe next year. This year is about cutting loose vision you didn't even know you had. It's about understanding things you never could understand before. Now, I want us to stand up. I'm talking about this year that has begun, and it will go all the way in until October of this time next year. You'll cross right over into it. You'll move into it. Then you'll start your next transition. Now it begins. Look at somebody and say, now. It begins in America now. It begins in Nigeria, which I was supposed to fly from here to there. Now. Things are happening now like never before. Look at somebody and say, you have stepped into a now season. So you would think in this now season, I would have brought a sword to give. But that isn't what God told me to bring. And I, I really feel like all three of you need to come forward. I usually just bless Bishop with something. But the Lord told us to get wardlock keys. A wardlock key is an ancient key. It was first developed in the time of Nineveh with Jonah. This key comes from that type of ancient structure.
But what it does, it can open things that have always been locked up. It has the ability to go in and move things that have been locked up that have never unlocked. Territories. It's like it's the key of the Ancient of Days. And the Lord said, that's what happens with the prophets this year. Now put your three hands together because you form a threefold cord. See, Elijah, Elijah had to have a threefold cord to do what he had been asked to do. Right now, you're going to start seeing new alignments occur in networks. You're going to start seeing a realignment of your relationships coming. You're going to start seeing what is necessary, the gifts coming together, so what you couldn't unlock, you can unlock. Now, Father, we say, Jane representing the female prophets. Tom representing a second generation. Bishop representing the forerunners. We say a new alignment is coming. Now just lift your hands out there. We say an unlocking of things that have never unlocked are going to start happening. A moving of what has been held back. Lord, we say right now, a sword is coming down that becomes the key to our unlocking our future. Lord, we loose the power of that in this room tonight. Things you've been asking about. Revelations you've been looking at. Why? Your business has failed. Why you profited in one portion, and now it's time for another portion. God says, why people died. I'm going to give you the unlocking ability to understand. Why seasons shifted, and you didn't understand the shift. Lord, I loose a new revelation in the prophetic realm. I decree right now, The ancient of days is starting to unlock us. Now, with us standing here tonight, I believe that some of us are going to give a memorial offering tonight and say at this feast time, at this time of the sword beginning to move in heaven, I'm going to bring an offering and lay it on your altar, Lord. And you're going to begin to remember this all year long. You know how to make out your checks. You know how to do all that. You've given. That's not what this offering is. This offering is to say, remember me so that I move in the unlocking. The cutting loose that you're planning. The breaking forth that needs to be broken forth. The identity that you have for me. Just tell the Lord, Lord, I want you to remember. I want things cut loose that need to be cut loose. I want things opened up that needs to be opened up. Oh, wounds. The Lord says, don't be afraid for it to be opened up this year.
Thank you for listening to Christian International's Teaching of the Week. For more information on conferences, training intensives, and other resources to help make a powerful difference, please visit our website at christianinternational.com. 